for the week of November 20th, 2023. This is Diet Science with Dee McCaffrey. Dee's an organic chemist and a doctor in clinical nutrition who lost 100 pounds by staying away from processed foods. Now, every week on Diet Science, Dee covers a topic or two that's important for you and your family's health. This is your co-host, Michael McCaffrey. So, Dee, what's a topic for this week? This week, we're talking about a new study that is giving us an update on the impact of aspartame on insulin levels. Oh, great. Well, you're very familiar with this topic. I am, yes. I've been writing about aspartame and its effects on health for quite a number of years now, you know. Long before I published my my book, The Science of Skinny, where I really went into the details of health effects of aspartame. But this is a a study that was published in a journal called Food Research International. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, you know, although it's commonly believed that uh, artificials like aspartame do not raise insulin levels in the same way as sugar... This study challenges that idea, mm. um, and they did they uh, they conducted some research on uh, fifteen healthy participants, and um, you know consuming various different types of drinks, and then measuring the uh, level of aspartame in their aspartame and saliva. I'm sorry, aspartame and insulin in their saliva at different. Uh, points after consumption. Hmm. So it's important to uh, just sort of explain this. So insulin is a hormone that is secreted by our pancreas when we consume any type of carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the role of insulin is uh, first to basically shuttle um, glucose, which is circulating around in the blood, into our cells to be used for energy. Hmm. Um, It'll either be used for energy or it will be stored in the form of glycogen, which is sort of like a long-term energy store for our excess glucose that we could then use for energy when we don't have any food coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we have extra excess glucose, then insulin signals that to be converted into fat and we would store it in our fat cells. Mm -hmm. So, so having elevated insulin levels, um, you know, insulin levels are only supposed to, to elevate and be secreted by the pancreas in response to the consumption of carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. And one of the, the longstanding, um, arguments about artificial sweeteners is that they don't raise insulin levels because they are not a type of sugar, at at least molecularly they're not. Mm -hmm. So when we do a study like this and we find that, you know, people, after they consume a drink that is, um, containing or sweetened with aspartame, and then they take measurements of saliva after the drink, and then they find out that there are elevated levels of insulin in the saliva, what that indicates is that the insulin is being released in response to this aspartame, mm-hmm. even though there's no carbohydrate in the drink. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now, has there been any proof that this doesn't happen with other supplement, you know, um, alternatives to sugar like stevia? 
Yeah, actually, we have te- stevia has been tested in the similar way, and it was not found to raise insulin levels. Okay. So that and that's a really good question. Yeah. So um, stevia has a seems to have an actually a sort of an a, almost an opposite effect on the pancreas. It actually stops or inhibits the secretion of insulin. Hmm. Um, it, it, stevia is an interesting one. So it's uh, and I think we've. I think we've done another podcast on um, the study with with stevia, and um, there was an, another study that was done with aspartame, stevia, and sucralose, mm. all three of them together. So, mm. um, and let me just make a note to those who are listening that aspartame is the artificial sweetener that is typically used in diet soda, um, and it could be used in other, you know, like sugar free beverages or uh, sugar-free foods um, and it is commonly sold under the the brand name equal mm-hmm. so, so it's, it so it's, if you use equal as your sweetener to add to foods or drinks then that's what you're getting you're getting aspartame so it's the blue packets the blue yes okay. all right very good <laughs> yeah which which is different than than the uh, pink and yellow, although the pink and yellow also have other issues associated with them as yes. well. Mm-hmm. So, but aspartame, interestingly, is one that um, seems it seems that a lot of people want to research this one and find out what it does in the body. And so, with this study, it was um, like I said earlier, it was fifteen healthy participants, and they consumed a different drink for five days. So they, uh, on one day they, they had a diet soft drink. Another day they had a regular soft drink. Another day they had just water. Mm-hmm. Another day they had water with sweetener added to it. Hmm. Um, and then they had what they called a low sucrose content drink, which means that the drink had regular sugar in it and the content of that sugar was three and a half grams of sugar in the drink, which mm-hmm. I have to say is fairly low. Okay. Um, if we were to compare that to a regular soft drink, mm-hmm. regular soft drinks can have upwards of 16 to, you know, going into the 20 grams of sucrose in mm. them. So. Yeah, so it's a quite a quite a big difference. So what they found was um, what they did was they collected saliva before taking the drink, and then after the test drink was was uh, consumed, and they took these samples at fifteen minutes, thirty minutes, sixty minutes, and one hundred and twenty minute intervals, hmm. and they, what they did was they measured the amount of aspartame that was found in the saliva, even two hours later, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They also were measuring the enzyme called alpha amylase, which is an enzyme that helps the body to break down and digest sugars. Um, And then they also tested for the insulin levels in the saliva. Mm. And so they didn't find any um, change in the enzyme level, um, during the whole two-hour test time. So it means that, you know, that all stayed the same. But what they did find was that they had elevated insulin. So so that was, so basically what that's telling us is the body is secreting insulin even when there's no carbohydrate being consumed. And, um, and so what that, it means is, you know, so that will signal the body to store fat. 
That's one of the things that insulin does. It's like when insulin levels are, are high, your body doesn't release fat, it stores it. So even drinking a diet, so this might be why diet drinks sometimes in other studies have been found to not really actually help with weight loss. And in fact, sometimes people gain weight drinking diet soda. Well, that would be very cruel if <laughs> if um, one of our uh, you know artificial sweeteners that we have on this earth actually makes you heavy, like brings a signal to make you you know put on pounds. You know is uh, really cruel. <laughs> well, and it, it is cruel, but you know I mean that's the thing. You know that obviously the when well when aspartame was developed, it was developed actually. Originally, it was supposed to be a ulcer drug, mm-hmm. and then it was discovered to be sweet. So they basically pivoted in their um, how they were going to market it and use it. Yes, um, and so you know at that time they weren't really testing to see whether it makes people gain weight or whether it has it raises insulin levels. They were just saying, okay, it's not a sugar. Mm-hmm. So, so t- you know. Even those days, it was like, well, if it's not a sugar, then it's not going to add any calories, and thus, therefore, it would be a good alternative to consuming sugar, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I say, you know, sometimes something that is done, you know, 30 years ago or 40 years ago, oftentimes we have to continue the research mm-hmm. like this study is doing mm-hmm. to see whether those hypotheses are still true. Yeah. And, you know, as we're finding with aspartame and probably other artificial sweeteners is that, you know, there there are other impacts on the body other than just no calories. Mm-hmm. So we have to be very careful about that. In fact, you know, just um, recently the World Health Organization and the um, Expert Committee on Food Additives, um, they you know, gave a classification to aspartame as possibly carcinogenic to humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and although, you know, they, you know, there were critics to this and saying that the research that they based that on was, you know, low quality studies and things like that. But even, even at that, it's a reason to look, keep looking at it mm-hmm. because there is some concern about it. We, we certainly do have some conflicting research, you know, some research, in fact, there are other research papers that say it doesn't raise insulin levels. So that's why we always have to have reproducibility or other studies that will continue to be done to show the effect of what's going on with this aspartame. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if we think about it, it's kind of common sense. It's a chemical. Yeah. So we should really be looking at what is this doing and the more scientific understanding we have about how this works and we're looking at it in different ways now than it had ever been looked at before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i just say it's an update on aspartame another kind of notch against it Mm -hmm. um and even though this was again a small study only 15 people um and this was done on healthy participants it wasn't done on people who have diabetes or people who are overweight you know they're you know, we would want to do more studies to see how it impacts them mm-hmm. as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So we should have a link to the to the Science of Skinny book. I mean, you really get into quite a lot of detail about the origin of of aspartame, and you know, get 
pretty detailed into that. So uh, oh, I do. Yeah, it's a. I always say it's a, a sordid tale of of <laughs> of poor uh, laboratory techniques, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and how the thing was even discovered to be sweet. So, yeah, it's a great story. It is, and and by the way, folks, Side to Skinny is available on Audible. So uh, check it out. It's uh, getting some real traction on Audible. So we're very excited about that. Anything else before we go, D? I, you know, it's always my message that, you know, we we're supposed to be eating foods in their closest to natural form mm-hmm. and sweetening, sweetening is something that everyone wants to do. So let's use sweeteners that are, that come from natural sources, not from laboratory experiments. All right, Dee, thank you for another informative week. Diet Science mm-hmm. is the official podcast for Process-Free America. We're a nonprofit dedicated to eliminating childhood and adult obesity through nutrition education to both young and old. You can catch this podcast and lots of other great podcasts and articles at processfreeamerica.org. This is Dee McCaffrey, and until next time, go forth and be healthy. <laughs>